Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of Best of Five Weekly FTC Talk, where we talk about everything that's going on since last weekend, now, prior, anything we really want to talk about, as long as it has to do with fighting games. That's the only rule, am I right, Mike? It's the only rule. We've never <laughs> breached it. Never once. Uh, we're joined, as always, by our illustrious panel. We have John Velociraptor Guerrero. You know him from... There he is, John Velociraptor Guerrero. He writes for Benhub.com. How's it going, buddy? And sorry, sorry. Uh, how are you doing, John? Good. I feel like one of Steve's jokes right now. Getting, <laughs> getting stepped, stepped on. on. <laughs> <laughs> and Steve, Ace King, offsuit jerk, doing a cool little pose with his hand. Hey, finger guns. What's up? <laughs> hey, Steve. How you doing? I am doing fantastic. How about you guys? Doing great. Tonight on the show, both Capcom. And Nintendo announced new esports offerings. Justin Wong, we talked about it briefly last week. He's a free agent. We'll talk about that and more. And most important, the biggest, most important reveal of 2019 with respect to uh, fighting games. This was a huge deal, awesome production value, huge splash, and that's the new Power Rangers game. We'll be talking about that too. <laughs> and DBZF, DBFZ World Finals coming out. You have a preview of that, if I'm not mistaken. I guess I do. Yeah, what are you going to be talking about? We're going to be talking about the four people who have already qualified and then the four qualifiers to make it in. And so basically who to watch out for in the qualifiers and then of the four people already in, what sort of chance they have for taking it all. Mike, the question I'll pose to you when we get to that topic is, do people still care? Yeah. It's a tough question, and I'm not trying to be just a shithead here. Um, I guarantee you people still care. Okay. I'll give you that's my, that's my short it. answer. And I'm hoping that you will get me juiced Ready to go. Maybe that just is not the right word. I think that means using steroids. Um, but excited, jazzed, if you will, to watch that event. All right. But we're going to kick things off as we do every week with a recap from our very own Steve Ace King Offsuit Jurek, who's no longer doing the cool pose. I'm disappointed. Sorry. I, I, I can't do the cool pose all the time. It would just make everybody else look weak by comparison. <laughs> Story of your life. All right. Yes. What you got for us? Uh, well, let's kick it off with Glitch 6. Uh, this was a major event for one of the first majors for Smash Ultimate. Uh, Tweak got the win over Nairo in the grand final. Uh, Tweak's been on a roll. He got this one. He won uh, Let's Make Moves. And he won uh, one of the first big eight-player invitationals for this game. He's so. the best player in the world right now. And there's no way anyone can skirt around it, really. Wow. Uh has zero been to an event yet? He actually, no. yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah, he oh, went he to uh, Let's Make Moves. I think it was, and he got like thirteenth or or seventh or seventeenth or something like that. What a scrub! Oh my god, he's he's really good, and like he's been playing a lot with people online. But I mean, he is so clearly a streamer now, and that is like his his thing. So, <laughs> so you're saying Sonic Fox has a chance? <laughs> He still does not have a chance, probably. I don't think he will ever even try. I think he knows that if he does, he will get bopped. And I think he's going to just avoid it. Now, I maintain that I know jack shit about uh, Smash and Smash Ultimate, but uh, I did see a clip of, if I'm not mistaken, it was Nairo doing some cool-ass edge guarding, not letting some dude come back on the stage. And that, to me, seemed impressive. Is he? Well, he got second, so is he, got he second. second best right now? It's hard to say. I mean, the Japanese haven't really come out yet, and there's a couple really good Japanese players, so that would be the argument is how good are they. But based on results from the last game, it seems like America's probably the best, and it seems like whoever's the best here is probably number one. All right. 
Uh, continue with your recap, would you, Steve? Uh, yeah, let's kick it over to the land of snow and ice, a.k.a. Chicago. Uh, for Frosty Fostings, this was one of it's one of the big events in the anime scene every year. It was even bigger this year because it was part of the Arc Revo World Tour uh, for all three of the games on that circuit. Uh, starting with Blaze Blue Central Fiction, uh, you had Doorbang uh, winning it for Japan over SKD. Uh, so Doorbang gets the spot in the. Uh, Arc Revo finals. He uh, SKD in strong position to get there as well. But Doorbang's the one who's locked it up uh, for Central Fiction. Kicking it over to the other Blaze Blue game, Cross Tag Battle. It was another Japanese player taking it, Kiame over Jonah in the grand final. Uh, so once again, another Japanese player qualifying. Uh, for the Arc Revo finals. And Kiame, I just want to say something about Kiame, which is that, like, you know, people know Goichi as this, like, kind of weird anime game god. Now that Goichi has transitioned into more popular games, Kiame is, like, kind of the new Goichi. Mm. He is a absolute king at all of these, like, KOF 14, at BB Tag, at some of the weirder, more obscure games before that. He has been just not only like the best, but like dominantly the best several, several times. So really, really strong player. If he ever decides to play a game that other people play, watch out for him. John, good one <laughs> in the chat. Go to. Um, Let's go, Des. Mike, this is a question that I often wonder, but I never ask. How do you know? How do I know what? What Kalme's been up to, who the hell he is, and what his results are, and what games he's good at. Because I used to play a lot of weird games. Yeah. And I also... Read event hubs every day. <laughs> well, that'll do it. That's a plug for you, John. <laughs> okay. Hey, thanks, man. That <laughs> money. What else we got from Frosty Faustings? Uh, there was one more game uh, as part of the Arc Revo tour. It was not won by a Japanese player. It was Guilty Gear Excerpt, and it was won by Kizzy K. Uh, taking it over Peppery Splash in the grand final. Teresa finishing third. Uh, so, and you see a whole lot of uh, great representation. You had Marlon Pie out, you had Bjorn out, uh, Canada, two players in top eight. Uh, you had a very diverse top eight. You had all eight players playing different characters. You had every, uh, according to Clage, I believe is how it's pronounced, every single character with the exception of Potemkin was represented in top 48. Here. So, it really, really good Blaze Blue turn, or really, really good Guilty Gear as well. And Kizzy K, we will see him at Arc Revo America. He is in. As for the rest of the games at Frosty, uh, you had a pretty good showing. Hook Gang got got the win in Dragon Ball Fighters, building some momentum up to this weekend's uh, DBFZ World Tour Finals. Dual Kevin again getting it done in infinite. Uh, he, are, he's probably the best infinite player hands down right now. Uh, Punk taking it in Street Fighter V. He also got second in Injustice there. Uh, and Disrupt get, uh, Shadow 20Z getting the win in Tekken 7. So congratulations to all of those players. But not Red Blade. Red Blade, no. You, you, you needed to win two games. 
to get a shout out red blade right. <laughs> i'm just kidding red blade you're good people congratulations to you as well all right um so is that the end of the recap my man uh that is it for this weekend so we had not one but two new esports-ish offerings. Uh, one is actually I think they're both downers. I'm gonna go ahead and just jump to that. <laughs> one is the Street Fighter League. You might think, oh, but there's already the Capcom Pro Tour, which is exclusively Street Fighter, which you might actually call the Street Fighter Cup, right? Or the C Street Fighter Pro Tour. Now this is the Street Fighter League, and nothing, nothing in that title. Uh, makes you think, oh, is this is a 3v3 or anything necessarily different. But if, when, you, when you look on the Capcom Unity site, and there's a post on it, it's like one pro, one open qual spot, and one voted by fans, and they're making teams. And if I'm not mistaken, this is North America only. Is that right, Steve? Uh, yes, John? this is, this is an, ex, uh, an extension of what they had already done in Japan. Uh, they started, remember we talked about it uh, a little while ago, where they had one licensed pro, one young rising player, and then one celebrity. But was that a was that a Capcom offering? Was that like some like Korean yeah. channel that was doing it or something no, like that? Am the, I getting well, confused? It, it was powered by Rage, but it also operated under the Street Fighter League or Street Fighter Pro League. This is going to be the North American version of that it is going to work a little differently i believe we do have a graphic uh showing some of the keynotes it is going to be like you said a 3v3 team tournament uh it's going to be a top player from the cpt standings from north america an online qualifier and then one player voted in by the community we don't know if it's going to be uh what caliber of player that's going to be if that's going to be like a jb uh or a low tier god or that sort of thing uh, they have announced two seasons of competition, uh, and it, the top two teams from season one will compete in season two. They have not uh, announced how the other uh, teams will be decided in that. The big thing that everyone seems to be talking about now is the character ban rule. Mm -hmm. uh, each match in the league uh, will give each team the opportunity to ban one character from play. This shit fucking sucks. Like, there's, <laughs> like I want to say, like, I want to wait for some more, like, info, like, but it sucks. Like, I, there's nothing good about it. First of all, um, is this, like, Pokemon style? Like, do you, like, it has to be, like, the pro versus the pro and the online versus the online, right? Because otherwise the pro's just going to win every match and it makes no sense. And you're just going to ban the pro's character every time. Bands are cool in like League of Legends and stuff because they're team games and everyone plays 20 characters and like you can't pick the same characters as the guy on the other side anyway. So it changes the dynamic of each match and it stops you from playing the same characters versus the same characters every time and it adds strategy. And it's built to be a team right. game. It's built to be a where, team game. Yes, yes. So, but, but let me ask you this. So it's it's esports right and street fighter 5 was very clearly made uh as an esport amongst other things and so so as capcom's developing this idea right do you think they they really thought this all through and thought okay bands will be cool because it will do this and help enhance the entire production like this or do you think they went well mobas are esports and mobas do bands feels so like we the should ladder. do bands too it feels like I'm there's no thought behind it like i mean here's I the what what do you Go get ahead, from a character ahead. ban? What do you get? Like, 
You get variety. What you variety get, do you get though? You get like I don't a care variety about of seeing Daigo <laughs> play Fang. Like it's just gonna be a bad Fang. I'd rather just watch a good Fang player than make Daigo pick Fang. Right. Like right, if you want the, the, good variety, invite players of, like invite the best Fang, invite the best Cody, invite the best Alex. Have them play, but don't make all these good care good players play mediocre Street Fighter. Like no one's interested but, in seeing that. At least I'm not, then, and I haven't seen anyone who again, is. You you go on social media, you go on Twitter, you you go and chat after any big event over the second half of the CPT. And how many times did you see people talking about Cami Fighter Five, about mm -hmm. seeing the same three or four characters? If we if character bands at the very least give you the opportunity to see a little bit more variety in matchups, to see a little bit less of the same characters we see every time. Now, I would have a then problem with Then let's take this. the best player of every character I, and fly them into a tournament and have the fucking, like, sick Street Fighter Cup. I don't know. Pay me for that. I, I, I would have a problem with this if it was <clears throat> for the CPT, if this was mm -hmm. the main competition. Capcom has been very upfront with this, that this is sort of a side thing. Even in their announcement post, they said, if you're looking for the best one-on-one -on -one Street Fighter action, we're still going to do CPT. We're not touching that. This is just a bonus thing, an extra thing to get a different audience. Spe so speaking of the announcement, this is what they're saying right here. And this is uh, the... the the paragraph stood out to me. Street Fighter Pro League presents a unique opportunity to compete in a new three-on-three -three tournament series outside of the CPT. We want to provide a fresh take on the format by adding new layers of strategy and drama that we hope fans will enjoy. Uh, but, and this is where I'm so glad that you're piping up, Mike, we will be paying close attention to fan feedback to incorporate it into the future seasons of the league. I just don't know when this gimmicky, weird, like, make people do strange things in Street Fighter has ever been well accepted. I feel like people just want to watch good people play Street Fighter versus each other. And if you want to, like, make it weird with characters or, like, invite, like, people from other countries, that's cool. But, like, I just don't see how this is interesting. Well, can we give it a shot, though? I mean, and, we and should. I don't yes, disagree you're right. With you. I'm being think, negative, but it's going to. I suck. think if you're looking at this from, and it makes sense that you would, the traditional competitive, a Street Fighter event is a competition to see who is the best. Then yes, there's a lot of problems with it. But if it's a lot, like Steve said, alongside the Pro sure. Tour, and that's the serious face. This is like let's flick the lights on and off, you know, during the middle of the match, and we'll throw items and smash and just make it crazy for the sake of again audience, you know, spectacle for people to watch. Well, then maybe. Maybe this is a whole other side of the Street Fighter, side of the fighting game community that we really haven't delved into with any kind of like seriousness. And maybe there's a gold mine here. Maybe not. And I, I'm personally not super excited, but I'm, I'm down to see what happens. And I think that's more, I, for our own sanity, is probably where we should stand right now. Because sure, there's probably going to be a lot wrong with it. Um, but I mean, let, let's see where they go with it. See if it's fun to watch. And then kind of, you know, pass a joke. Yeah, I wonder if it'll be like, uh, like I feel a, like they've a done more this a hundred times. Maybe, though. maybe. But what if it's like a cool little intimate thing that just doesn't just have the matches. It has some other shenanigans. They play Jenga or some shit. Like we found that that's fun too. It, uh, I'm willing to give it a shot. I'll watch the first one. But at first glance, it seems a little odd. Um, well, well, how else would you differentiate it uh, instead of just like just have it be like three separate one-on-one -on -one matches i think that all I think count you together put everyone in a house that they have to live together and they have like these weird <laughs> challenges and then that affects how they're able to play and each like other. two I think of them are actually good, good at the game and the other 14 are trash 
Yeah, yeah, but they have yeah, personality. That'd be, cool. that'd be fun to watch. We should do that. <laughs> oh, no, Richard Lewis is going to get so mad at us. <laughs> um, I, don't, I, I, I just feel <laughs> goat like... Goat yoga challenge. You can't forget the goat yoga. That would be a good one. They should do that. <sighs> goat yoga. That, those are named two words that should not be put together in any sentence ever again. <sighs> but, I mean, we're see- we've seen sort of this expansion of the I'm being a hater. I'm sorry. Uh, you know, we, we have this in Japan already, the, the Street Fighter Pro League. We've had Gfinity in Europe, and now it's in Australia. So I, I, I feel like if that's sort of going to be a secondary format, let's have some fun with it. Let's try it out. If it doesn't work, then, hey, we can go back to a format without character bans or or with a different rule set. I don't think this is nearly the end-all, be-all end of street fighter that people are making it out to be right now. well has the end of street fighter kind of already started happening though it just to me it's just like i feel like we get like the big announcement is that they're spending a bunch of money on this and i feel like i could think of ten thousand easier things that would cost mm. them less money that would be way better recepted you know i don't know I, what, yeah there's plenty it feels of disconnected other, like, they you need don't know how much they're spending on this <laughs> you don't know how much they're investing in this I it don't might know be like a local california this. thing and it's just like locals from there that they've already picked as pros oh they announced it's like from the leaderboard right yeah what leaderboard the cpt the 2018 CPT 2018 so it's like going to be like chris t i think punk do and then i maybe toy I, i'm not certain on that but that's what it looks like who it's going to be they didn't clarify whether it was the North American leaderboard or the global leaderboard with just taking the top North American players from that. Um, so we know Dew's going to be in the mix. And then uh, and then again, we don't know if it's going to be the absolute top ones or just among the top. And then the fan voted one. I'm just curious, like from anybody, what if like they voted Daigo and Daigo's like, uh, I don't want to be a part of this. <laughs> I just... Hey, hey, can we get them to vote Efren in? Everybody yeah, vote, vote, in. vote me in, and uh, that'll be really great. I, as I was telling you guys before the show, I uninstalled Street Fighter Five over the weekend and reinstalled Mortal Kombat X just to get a taste. Um, and uh, yeah, that's you don't want me playing Street Fighter Five. Trust me. Okay. Um, any other thoughts, gentlemen, on the Street Fighter League? Uh, could be interesting. If you want more information, there's the post on Capcom Community. Go check that out. Courtesy of uh, one Michael Martin. He wrote that. What's funny about that, John? It was just the way you said it when he wrote that. <laughs> All right. The other announcement was one of the people who have been waiting for a very long time, and that is none other than Nintendo uh, announcing their offerings, which is um, – here, I have the little video here. Uh, basically, they're doing a tournament series for Splatoon and Smash, and it culminates at PAX, but all the events leading up to it, you guessed it, are online. Um, are, they, are they all going to be free-for-alls with items on? I think so. No, These actually, are always so goofy. Like, they, like, do a tournament once every couple years, and they pick, like, three random games, like, sometimes that no one plays, and then there's always a lot of cosplayers. Um, <laughs> it's cool, I guess. Like, it, it's like they're trying. It's like when your dad, like, starts using slang, you know? Like, you, you give him the A for effort, but you're like, please stop. That's about what I get out of this. These guys seem really excited about it. Look at those guys. I don't know why you're being so negative. This is going to be lit, 100. (laughs) And yeah, I've heard it's like a, it's like, it's like really bad, like items on and shit. Like no one's gonna play. You know, like. 
I think that none of the established FGC slash Smash crowd is going to be as interested. But the millions. Oh and yeah, a jillion people. Oh, that's. I mean, sure, a million jillion of, people will play. Yeah, of of people. I mean, they know what they're doing. They're Nintendo, like. I think that this is going to be a huge hit, but probably not for the people in the circles that we're used to, you know, communicating with and, and writing to and talking with and streaming for. It's going to be, you know, the legit Smash kids that just picked it up. But the game has it's sold over five million copies, I believe, Something you know, like already. And it's like, yeah, it's got whatever they do. They're going to be people showing up for it and it'll be yeah. a success as far as the numbers go. Um, but as far as will this be a a determining competitive like see who the best is and, and such is like probably not um and so again if you're looking at this through the competitive lens and the traditional lens then not so much this is the only nintendo tournament that i've ever cared about and yes, oh, the wizard? The oh, wizard. that baby me <laughs> it's, it's so, also yeah. baby john he was in the wizard uh, did so you guys ever bad. watch this movie yeah of course no you've no, never I seen the it. wizard they have not seen the wizard all I remember all is I, that all like, I saw is that one scene that's with the power says, glove. <laughs> yes, it's so bad. <laughs> all I remember was that like they debuted Mario three in this one, if I'm not mistaken. I remember yes, they the did. They, they debuted Mario three, and he shows how you can use the double flute and shortcut <laughs> to level eight or whatever. It's fucking sick. It's gonna be sick. Yeah, it's great. Look at that. And they pretend to be like a married couple at one point. It's yeah, it's a crazy movie. Dude, that's great. I'm gonna go back and watch this. If you haven't watched it, you should go check it out. All right, so listen, if it worked for the wizard, it's going to work here. Um, yeah, to me, I, I'm still just not sold on the online qualifiers. Yes, it allows a million more people to participate, but... Uh, I get having some... I, I don't know. It, it's so clear that this isn't meant to be like an actual esports effort so much as it is like a promotional event. But like, when are they going to pull a trigger on that? Because when Nintendo no one knows, like, no one knows their full gonna do weight a real, behind yeah. that, that's they're gonna gonna going to be busters. They're not going to eat... Nintendo. Everyone does it for them. Why would they even spend money? It's it, it's and like it's not even that they want they they don't mind competitive Smash, but they don't want that to be the face of Smash. You know, they're going to be they have room for over two thousand players in each of these qualifiers, which by the way are single elimination and best of one until you get top four. Uh, but they don't want. They know that the majority of the people who are going to enter aren't going to be the ones scouring the internet for uh, for Jigglypuff tech. They don't necessarily want they they want all the casual players to still feel like Smash can be their game. And if you start pushing forward the idea that competitive Smash, that what you see at Genesis and what you see at the Big House is what Smash is supposed to be, you're going to lose a, a, a significant portion of those customers. And when it comes to Smash, that is a huge number. I see what you're saying. But they've made their sales on this game already. And I would um, point in the direction of But they of, haven't of beat them on the next match. Now, maybe like uh, StarCraft II was already a very high level of uh, technical skill, right? But uh, what Blizzard did for esports and what it did in turn for their pocketbook, right, uh, their bottom line for uh, driving more money towards them via growing more passion for the game, Nintendo could do more effectively, potentially. They could, but the difference is Blizzard is a company that depends on esports in order to be successful. Nintendo doesn't need it. It's just gravy for them. Yeah. And if they tie Smash to the esports uh, bubble, 
and that bursts, then you've, you've got a little bit of a problem there. So I, 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 I just don't see them throwing their weight into creating a fully realized pro tour like you see in Street Fighter, like you see in so many other games. They don't want that to be the, what they let, let, let me see. read some of the um, some of the copy here on the uh, official page for this. Smash Brothers Ultimate North American Open 2019 and the Splatoon 2 North American Inkling Open 2019. <laughs> two big <laughs> tournaments, two huge finales. Play for a chance to win a trip to compete at PAX East. This is my favorite line right here. Smash or splat your way to victory. Whether you're a pro, amateur, or just love watching the best of the best compete, Nintendo has the tournaments for you, and players of all skill levels are invited to join the fun. But it does start with saying whether you're a pro or otherwise. Anyway, get set to Smash, uh, online events. Again, I'm a little sour on the online events, but Inker um, and did, And did you see the grand prize? What is it? You get to compete at PAX? What's the grand prize? The, the grand prize is uh, the winning team uh, will each, each member will get a collectible item worth with an estimated retail value of 500 bucks. <laughs> no cash prizes, nothing for second outside. Dragon you know, rights, buddy. That the having your trip out, out to Boston paid for, but this is not a, a big esports push that I think a lot of people want to see out of Nintendo. I, I just don't think that's ever going to happen. I thought there was another bullet where they rent out the biggest McDonald's in the world, and you and five friends get to be in the ball pit for three hours. Yeah, just you. <laughs> I heard that I, too. I think that's actually. Uh, I think the White House made a reservation <laughs> on that. Um, they're they're going to be bringing in uh, whoever wins the Super Bowl, so they got to keep that schedule clear. Ah. <laughs> That's a good one. There is a point That's I want to add. Um, I did read a little bit of the rules and the terms uh, and conditions to participate in this, and one of the things they did note is that you need a high-speed internet connection. Oh, so, oh wow. That's always been such now, a high I bar. Know, I don't know if they're going to establish exactly what that is, much like how we had, for example, uh, if you'll remember, like the online Wednesday night fights tournaments that they held like you had to have to have to have like a specific upload and download speed in order to participate to prevent <laughs> internet connections and all that. i remember one time someone ever getting banned for this ever who was it it was kusanagi the karen player from mexico he got banned from entering some of these online tournaments where he was like he was winning with like negative four bars. It was insane. Like he was doing full screen care and overhead. It was crazy. Someone's gonna win this with their Switch at a Starbucks, and it's gonna be hilarious. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yeah, that would Starbucks be cool, right? One day, and all of a sudden, you're getting flat, flown out. To Kusanagi pass. is a great player, but those were those were some wild times. All right. I um, mean, it's it's gonna have items on. There's gonna be Smash Balls. Wait. There's going. I don't think this is going to be the type of tournament where you see West Balls and and uh, Elon. What's your opinion on Smash Balls? Not to be confused with Pokeballs. Smash them all. No, uh, I were items on because I I only read that Smash Balls were on. The, the, I've I've got the the. There's a second graphic that shows the rules. Is that gonna well, mean the best it, character in the game has the best final smash by far, and the game is so imbalanced with Smash Balls on that it becomes an actual joke. See, now, Peach's think, final smash puts you to sleep no matter where you are on the screen and heals her to full. I think it, <laughs> it is like smart. a joke. I think it would have been smart if they did the meter, right? So you could build meter and then you Okay. Use yeah, I could see that. Why not? And items on low, you know, I think that's a good compromise. Fuck it. <laughs> Plus, like, here's the, here's the thing. Like, all of the items, all of like, the assist trophies and all of that shit looks so fucking dope, but you never get to see it. It is dope. I mean, I get sometimes where they're coming from. I have friends who, like, you know, like, 
watching football last weekend, we had Smash on, and like half of us are people like you know Magneto 1080p, like people who kind of play the game semi-seriously and, like, do combos. And then our other friends who are just like, you guys are fucking ruining this for everyone. Like, have fun for once in your lives. <laughs> and there's a lot of people out there like that. And this is the, this is who that's for. So I think we're looking at this through the wrong lens. We're all jaded and pissed off No, this one's it. fine to me. This tournament on, doesn't bother me at all. Yeah, I mean, and we've established what it is and what it isn't. And we got we to gotta approach it for what it is and, and not for what it isn't. Uh, Muckmaster is calling Donka bald face liar. Peach's final smash doesn't actually work. If you're I don't know. There was actually a, there was a smash meter tournament at Glitch last weekend where they put on smash meter and there was a bunch of peaches at the top. Like it was pretty <laughs> insane. All right. Any other thoughts on Nintendo's announcing announcement of the Smash and Splatoon? North Steve's America? right. They're not gonna ever go all the way. Elon, what you got? This is what we'll get. Splatoon's dope. I'm still playing that game. I want to win. <laughs> Go you can enter? I'm going to enter, yeah. Hell yeah. We'll see you at PAX, bro. I'll go Splatoon over there, PAX East. You can smash or splat your way to victory. I'm going to try to smash. You're choosing to splat? I guess I can try both, right? I don't think there's a rule for doing both. I, not that I could tell from reading the literature. You're going to try to smash? And splat. I'm going to try to smack, smack latch. <laughs> okay. So, moving on. Uh, let's Good change try, the subject, Elon. guys. Good We're going to do a hard right here to uh, Justin Wong is now a free agent. Again, we mentioned this right at the end, literally 10 minutes before we went off the air. It got uh, put on Twitter by Jay Wong himself. Now, interestingly, Echo Fox had recently dropped a bunch of players. This was, I have chosen not to continue with Echo Fox. So the assumption, or at least mine, it would be that uh, his extension, yeah, that he would have a contract extension. He was like, I'm out. Now, Hopefully in the near future we can bring him on the show and ask him himself, but in the meantime, let's speculate wildly and irresponsibly. He's got a kid coming. That's probably a good reason to maybe slow down. Um, he's also been creating a ton of content. Maybe he's getting a lot of uh, traction that way. He's also, as we pointed out, and we'll talk about this game here in a sec, uh, he's um, balancing the Power Rangers game. He's pretty clearly trying to diversify his... Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's just the income stream, but the income stream and just his interactions with the fighting game community. He's doing a lot of He's different things. He's been going hard on YouTube. New, YouTube. New videos, I've, I've enjoyed Balancing mobile phone games. And then, like, as you said, having a kid. It just seems like he's trying to do different things than go to a million tournaments and play in them. So. And then I also saw that some people were asking if he was going to play Mortal Kombat. And he's like, put Jax in the game with a rocket launcher. <laughs> and you're going to learn today. It's one of the best mm -hmm. all-time Justin Wong moments of a long list of great Justin Wong moments. If you haven't seen that, go check that out on YouTube. You're going to learn today. Um, but um, my real question is, unless you want to stay on Justin Wong here, is are we leveling out here? Um, I always had some trepidation when I would see a lot of people investing in the FGC because I don't think that anybody's ever proven out that there's the return that you might get in other quote-unquote esports. Um, which adds to the argument that FGC is not esports, right? That's well, a lot of people would argue a lot of the esports don't have return either. But so then, what's the deal? Is this just a big old bubble, and we're about to pop? You have these huge numbers on Dota events that are hard to. Um, this is uh, a very uh, macro discussion, but I think the issue has always been that people don't know companies don't know how to make money off of it. You know, the money oftentimes goes to a single people who stream the game. It's just it's just weird. It's new. It's like any new market. You know, people don't know where the money is. And with FGC, yeah. there just might not be money at all. So I mean, right? And I wonder. So what would you what would you need to see as an indicator of okay, I can get my return here? Would it be consistent high stream numbers? 
would it be because like you know if, if there's like a million people watching every event and you put aces on a, sh on, a, on, a on a shirt this guy might begin aces might begin a return on their investment there um Maybe. but if it's like 15 to 20,000 concurrent viewers on at a good event um that's like not even anything to look at and then you have to be an endemic sponsor. I mean, there's just a lot that goes into it. And I just don't understand how you correct that. But I do wonder what a team looks for or what are the KPIs, right, to get any kind of return. I, I think some of that has been bouncing through my mind, not because of Justin Wong, but because of Team Atlas Bear, who just announced that they were going to be withdrawing from the FGC. And this is a team that was basically founded by Gunfight, a, a, a fighting game player saying, we can't do this inside the FGC anymore. Um, so that sort of, I, I think one of the big differences is that when you look at the other games, you look at Dota, you look at all those other traditional esports, who wins? It's the team. You know, it's T1. It's Liquid. It's th the success goes to them. The spot in the playoffs goes to them. The franchise or whatever money that goes in goes to the team first so they can get the money that way. And then they, they pay the players a salary. Here, the money goes to the player. The achievement goes to the player. It's the individual who does this. So it there's no so that path to getting any sort of return directly is gone. And that limits you to sponsorship, that limits you to, you know, stream opportunities, and it just doesn't without that big piece, it just isn't enough for these big companies to get a big return. You so you see this with Echo Fox, you see this with a whole bunch of other companies that came in in 2016 2017 and have either withdrawn completely or are limiting how much they're invested in it i think that a big part of the the fundamental success of all of this comes down to like the core of having a game that people are exceptionally excited to play and keep playing and I don't know that as far as like the fighting game realm goes, we've had esports and it's been like it's been Street Fighter Five and then a little bit of, you know, Injustice here and, and and now we're getting a little bit of smash there and whatnot. But like Street Fighter Five I don't think is a game that that people are are invested enough or interested enough in outside of a lot of forced interest that like it only lasts for so long. Um I, I just don't think that we've we've had a title that we can really carry this on and there's a whole other bunch of variables that go into this equation but i think that's one of the foundational ones that really that box hasn't been officially checked yet and we've been pushing ourselves because the fighting game community wants there to be esports in a certain sense and they want to get into these new ventures and these new avenues and so we've been really trying but like i i think we're missing a leg or two you know under the under the table and um I think it's going to come down to we need to have a, you know, we'll see where DBZ goes and we'll see what happens with like the next Street Fighter and this new Mortal Kombat and such. But 
I don't think we've had enough of a foundation to really go down this path with with much efficiency. And like from the beginning, when when Echo Fox sponsored, like it was like six players in a day or something like that, and they were some of the absolute best. It was like Tokido and Momochi and Sonic Fox and and everyone that you know that was was really up there. Um, I remember that day and going, wow, they're going to lose a lot of money. Like, there's no way you could you could get this back. And I still don't see how, especially with fighting games, that that would ever come back to you. I don't I don't know exactly how it translates outside of, you know, people see your Echo Fox jersey or maybe they see the the sponsors that, you know, of of the um, of the products that you that you're associated with. But like, there's no way you're making making enough money back to 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 justify all that. And so we're not surprised at all to see this, but it is kind of scary because it's like, well, did we go in too hard too early and then therefore actually miss our window? Or is it just that the window is going to be later and when it actually does roll around, we can engage and, and then go for it. And we're just kind of going too quickly out the gate here and, and kind of getting too big for what we actually are. I was just reminded and I was uh, having a chat here with some people in the chat Um the only thing I've ever bought from watching a stream or somebody sponsoring a stream was, I remember it easily right off the top of my head, was the Mad Cat's fight stick. And what happened to them, right? Although maybe it wasn't the fight stick's division's fault. And then somebody reminded me, uh, I did in fact buy quite a bit of the veggie Nissin uh, cup noodles based off of watching that. I used to get the, uh, the Maruchan. I don't even know how to pronounce these damn names, but I got the Nissin cup. I mean, I just had to walk into Best Buy today to pick up a new headset and guess what? I saw Daigo's face on an end cap for HyperX. I mean and and I was actually considering getting a HyperX set. Not just because of that, but that put that brand in my head. Like, okay, I know they're at least somewhat decent that other players are using it and it gets the job done for them. So at least, you know, that puts it as an option. It, it I don't know. I just feel like I, it, it's not a Street Fighter problem. I, I think it's just that we aren't in the same position. Millennials as, aren't buying shit. Is that what you're saying? I, I'm saying that. Well, yes. This issue of companies games. making money off of things is 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 not exclusive to Street Fighter or esports or anything. It's a, it's a pretty huge thing going on right now in all avenues. All right, um, so maybe we can get uh, either uh, Dr. MD, Alan Bunny, the uh, CEO and the guy that runs uh, Penn Global, or maybe we can bring on Justin Wong or somebody who can maybe speak to this with a little more authority and context, um, and that would be an interesting conversation to have. But in the meantime, I'm not concerned. John's point is interesting, though. It, it's like a really unique position to be in when part of the problem with your sport is people liking the sport, you know, like... No one's like football fucking sucks, like, but we play it because we have to. You know, people who play football love football from the get go. People who plays melee, you know, loved melee from the get go. So it's not even like or or, or Dota. I mean, Dota's been the premier MOBA for a bajillion years now. But Street Fighter, you're like, you get the new one, and you're like, do I even like this one anymore? Or do I just play fighting games and I happen to play the new one? So it's a it's an extra hurdle to go through. It's like, do I even like the game I'm playing? You know. It's very strange. Um, very unique to fighting games. But uh, there are fighting games that you're enjoying right now, aren't they? Well, maybe fighting games is and a I don't think it, I don't think Street Fighter V sucks either. I actually have never thought that. It's just like it's some people do. And some people play it despite saying that. So it, it, it's very strange. Well, I think that's partially because no game is big enough 
yet outside of maybe Street Fighter V, where it's big enough where you can you can make money off of it to justify playing when you don't like it. Right. You know, if you're if you're someone who doesn't like Dota 2 anymore, what game are you going to jump to? Nothing. Right. If you're a Mortal Kombat player and you think, okay, I'm not really liking this new Mortal Kombat. I'm not really, I don't see myself doing well in it. Okay, maybe I can try Street Fighter. Maybe I can f- try Guilty Gear. And then I just, you know, it's not that big of a jump financially to, to go from one to the other. Whereas Dota or any of those other massive, massive, massive games, it's a huge, huge leap. Hey guys, Grown Up Mike just subbed six months in. And Puzeris subscribed earlier, but we didn't get it because it was before the show actually started. So thank you, Puzeris and Grown Up Mike. Thanks, bud. Thank you both. Thank you both. You get the Olsen twins. All right. Um, so we are running out of show here, and we have some more topics to, to discuss. Um, I know you guys totally believed me. You ate at hook, line, and sinker when I said that the big game reveal was Power Rangers, and we do have that trailer here. Um, but what I was really talking about was Mortal Kombat. But first, let's check out this trailer. It's coming to consoles and PC, you guys. These graphics look amazing right off the bat. I've never been so impressed. It's really weird. Battle for the Grid. So I remember when I was watching Power Rangers back in the day, I was like, Is this Man, coming out by ColecoVision? Like, I'm trying to understand. Like, Is this, this coming out for PS4? What? This is coming out for the Jaguar, baby. It's coming back. 64 hey, minutes. Look, guys, check it. There he is. Those guys look cool. That's the Green Ranger, my man. I know. But uh, my I, question, of course, is uh, what the fuck is the grid? It's what's worth battling for, apparently. <laughs> apparently, dude. <laughs> uh, but, of course, uh, this is the game we're talking about. Justin Wong has announced that he's uh, balancing the game. So I'd be interested to see what he comes up with if Justin Wong's on it and giving feedback and advice on it. You know, maybe that, that. That's tricked me too many times now. PlayStation All-Stars had, like, 17 pros on it. Like, that, that's, that's not a hard uh, endorsement to buy. I mean, if you paid me enough money, I'd tell you that I loved any game. And I, I think a lot of people out there are the same. So Well, Seth Killian and company worked on Rising Thunder, and everyone seemed to like that until, you know, it got bought and then... Buried? Buried, yeah. At, at this point, there's no... Th- like, you can't tell me that they're still developing that game. Yeah, I don't know. It's been years. It's My been- insider info told me it was dumped a while ago. Yeah, so... Yeah, but I brought, I brought that point up just to say, like, you know, yes, it's hard for like 90% of the time when they do a Tetra Pro player, it's okay. It can still turn out badly, but how much does that pro player actually have to do with the it? difference? The difference is that in rising thunder, that was literally developed by the cannon brothers yeah. and Seth Killian. That was their project. Uh-huh. This is like whoever the hell does uh power Rangers. Hasbro. Yeah. Like then saying, Hey, we'd like to attach a, you know, big name to it from the fighting game community. And Justin Wall's like, I'll take your money. Well, I mean, we don't have for sure. I don't mean to say that facetiously. I would too. But um, anyway, so that's that. Everyone has their price. What's yours? Uh, five million. Five million. That's a lot. Yeah, that's probably why they haven't hit you up yet. Yep. Okay. So uh, there's a couple of more points here. Jiren apparently has been announced via. Jiren. <laughs> How you pronounce his name? Jiren. Yeah, it's Jiren. What the hell, dude? You don't care. I don't even know. Is that dude that looks. Like I didn't a even know he'd been announced. Cool. There he well, is. Not officially. They're they're. It's almost certainly. I always thought you yes. looked a lot like the Gerber baby. What the fuck? 
doesn't look anything like him. Yeah, he does. Dude, I've, as somebody who has recently looked at the gripper baby, that's not what the gripper baby looks like. With the black and white, like, little baby head? And, I don't know. Well, whatever. <laughs> I don't give a How fuck. How do you whatever. get the Gerber baby from that? Maybe like superhero Casper or like uh, a little bit like the Reddit alien, the Snoo. What's the baby twitchy emoji? It looks like that too. Okay. Well, I disagree. Okay. Uh, it, 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 I just find it funny that they had this big announce, this big event to announce games and announce news for games. And they said, "Okay, you know, we we don't really have anything for Dragon Ball Fighters. Watch it. Watch the uh, World Tour Finals for that." And then they announced something in a magazine <laughs> before the World Tour Finals. It's because they just uh, wanted to troll me. I was sitting there, ready to go, set aside part of my day for that stream for work. <laughs> was super ready. Had like the skeleton story outline so I could get it up first. And they just kind of laughed at us and said, "Oh, more is coming later. Here's a card game, <laughs> bastards." Got him. They were trying to fuck with you, John, and they Got succeeded. Yeah, All right, did. so uh, SRK hasn't posted in three weeks. Moving on. Mike, do you want to preview Dragon Ball Fighters finals, or should we talk about Mortal Kombat? I'll say that sure, last. we can talk about Dragon Ball Fighters a little bit. Okay. Let me pull up these notes you have here, buddy. So, obviously, Dragon Ball Fighters has had a lot of news recently, a lot in part that some tournaments got canceled. And so... Leading up to this, there's been fewer tournaments recently, fewer major traveling. A lot of that went on earlier in the season. And a lot of the events that qualified people went on earlier in the season. So it's less so like the Capcom Cup where you have a general stand of where people are at recently. It's going to be a lot more interesting. There are tons of Japanese players coming to these last chance qualifiers who were really, really good when they came a few months ago. And did well in the Japan Cup that almost no American players went to. I think Apology Man went. Okay. So it's going to be tough to call. Um, like, for example, we have four players already qualified. Those are Sonic Fox, Goichi, Hook Gang God, and then most notably Kazunoko, who won, I think, four of the tour events. Uh, hmm. Thus leaving us in a position where we have four last chance qualifiers to make up the last four spots in the tournament. Um, I think Kazunoko comes in as the favorite um, in large part because he did win the last four tour events. Um, notably, most of those did not have Sonic Fox, or if they did, they had Sonic Fox playing alternate teams that he had not been playing beforehand. Um, Sonic Fox, notably, has not really played in anything in a while. And I don't think that means much. I think he will practice very hard for this and is probably still just about as high as Kazunoko is. Mm -hmm. Um, but the other two aren't far behind. Hook Gang God just this past weekend took uh, Frosty Fosting's extremely dominating. Spoilers. I mean, he just absolutely kicked shit out of Chris G in the grand finals. Coming from losers. Uh, I don't think he, I feel like that's a mistake, but maybe not. Um, anyhow, um, the, the big thing that came up in Hook Gang God's game plan, and notably Goichi has also switched to Piccolo, is kind of the advent of these new loops into the Hellzone grenades. So basically he can play almost like the Super Scroll Firebrand type deal in Marvel 3, where he can force you to block every single hit of the Hellzone grenade, snap you out, repeat it over and over and over okay. again, and force you to get mixed up over and over and over again. It's not an unblockable like Marvel 3, Sick. but it's very, very hard to block. And he did this... 8 million times to Chris and beat him 3 out. So, so even if you know what's happening, so it's here still he hard just to get saw out of it. it. He snapped him, and then you see the explosion happens, and he gets the 50-50 mix-up. And people always knew this was a thing, 
but the snap in setup into using both assists is a bit newer and it's been really dominant and him and apology man and goichi have all been doing it and it's pretty crazy so again it's one of those things that's like it's not uh that you don't know what's happening it's just extremely difficult it's basically that he continuously forces an unseeable guess on you a jillion times in a row so you like and hook for this then? Or so what? hook and Goichi are both playing about the same team. They both play Bardock and Piccolo, and then Goichi plays uh, Goku and Hook plays Vegeta. They function almost identically, and they're both really good at it. It's hard for me to put one above the other. Um, those four players stand out to me above any of the players who aren't qualified. Not only because they're qualified, because I think they're literally like the four best players. Um, but of the people going, I mean, basically everyone that you would think was really good at DBFZ is making it there. Raynal, Dogra, you know, uh, Lord Knight, Nakiel, who recently got third at Frosty Fostings, um, Super Noon, Chris G, To Kill Sage, 50 different Japanese players that got top 64 at Evo. Um, Everyone's going to be there. The four qualifiers will all be good, but I, I think you're going to see a Sonic Fox and Kazunoko final, and someone's going to have to really step it up to prove that wrong. Now, we talked a little bit about how there was kind of a wet blanket thrown on it with some of the issues with tournaments and not being able to play the game. This is a Red Bull event. Red Bull has a track record of putting on amazing events. It's also the culmination of essentially the first main season of this game. Um, are you excited for it? I think this is, I'm not going to say it's going to bring everything back to where it was in February of last year. I don't think that's going to happen. But I think people's eyes have been off it long enough that if you say, okay, this is it. These are all the best players. They're actually here. This is put on by Red Bull. I think it's going to get eyes on it. I think people who haven't watched DPFZ in a while are going to watch it and have fun with it. Um, I hope they have some cool announcements. For this to really be a success, it not only has to be a good tournament, but they also need to be like, we're changing a lot about this game. Because people want to see something super fresh. They need a Street Fighter V Capcom 2017 type announcement. Arcade edition. Yeah. yeah, arcade edition type announcement where they say, we're changing all this shit you guys don't like about the game. We're going to have these characters in it. It's going to be a great trailer. They need that plus a good tournament to really do something. Um, and there's also, I feel like when the game started to have a downward turn, then there was a patch. Do you think that uh, people, they're not coming back to the same game to a degree? I guess you mentioned I didn't think Piccolo was I don't think high people the... want to come back to the same game. I mean, like, it, yet again, I like this game, and I think it's a really unfortunate case of a game that's kind of fun to play and kind of boring to watch. I mean, like, the universal movement option of Super Dash is very yeah. homogenous. Um, people play the same characters for the most part. The top tier teams are like super, like usually one character different. It's just another top tier rotated among all the top players. Um, a lot of repetitive gameplay. I mean, the best strategy is loop them with Piccolo or loop them with Bardock, you know? Yeah. There's, there's some, this is the first version of the game issues that I hope they do a major job sorting out. Who do you got to win it? Uh, someone in the chat made a good point, which is that, you know, despite Sonic's main characters have all been nerfed, and Kazunoko's team has been nothing but buffed like 17 times since he started playing the game, uh, I think Kaz is the overall favorite going into it. And uh, Kaz is who I have to win it. All right. Um, it's boring. It's, it's boring to watch. That's, that's the problem with the game. 
Ultra David here. It's the most boring and repetitive major fighting game. I don't think it's a bad decade. game. I think they need to somehow make it more fun to watch. Sheesh. How? How would you make it more fun to watch? The first Evo of a game can't be memed by joking about how many times the same super was done. People have to be excited for the first Evo, you know? They have to do something. All right. Um, so that is your preview for, what's the name of the event again? Dragon Ball Fighters Grand Championship Summoning, Final Summoning. Um, will we see Shenron summoned at this event? Mm, no. <laughs> but don't they have like actual anyway? It's possible. It's not it's not like completely out of the question, but I, I it's unlikely. Alright, guys, we're gonna talk about Mortal Kombat eleven. Um that was a badass reveal. That was a badass event. Uh mm. they pulled out all the stops. Uh sorry, I'm sorry, I'm gonna interrupt. Pump the brakes. Can I mention Exo Academy? What the hell's Exo Academy? No, you can't. You're it's... muted, Steve. Steve, unmute yourself, please. If you, if you would. I'm, I'm trying to get used to this new headset. I'm sorry. Daigo didn't prepare you? Yeah, I, I was not prepared. What the hell uh, is Exo Academy? So, Exo Academy is this group that uh, is just starting up right now. Uh, it, in the past 24 hours, they've, they've made a ton of announcements. It's a group that's basically uh, trying to build women up in the FGC, and in the esports scene. Um, they announced two players, uh, Romanova and Pichan. Uh, they're going to be at final round. Uh, but beyond that, they made a whole... They're, they're building an entire team to not just have players play, but teaching them everything else about uh, the scene. They've got uh, James Chen, who's going to help them out with commentary on that side. Uh, they've got Mama Dow, Carolyn, who's going to help out with branding, tournament organization. Uh, they also announced uh, from Corey Gaming, uh, Gerald Lee is going to help with media and content, uh, media awesome. training with Amanda Stevens. Yeah, they are just doing a whole bunch of things at once right now. And, and, and it seems like they're trying to not just build a team, but build an ecosystem. And it's really, really interesting to see this build and and I feel like build I, up. Have, has, has anybody ever heard of such a concerted investment in let's get women into the scene? I don't think I've ever heard anything like that. At least not in recent memory. Yeah, Combo Queens tried it, but I don't think they did much more. I don't think they had the resources to do more than what they did, which was do meetups and like women-only tournaments just to create a safe place for people to. That's come incredible. There was one thing about that announcement that did kind of irked me. They announced that they got a physical therapist, which is awesome. But on the picture, the lady whose name I'm currently blanking on had a stethoscope. And a very good friend of mine who is a physical therapist said that physical therapists don't use stethoscopes. So what the fuck? They used a stock image, <laughs> and that's why you're mad. No, it's not a stock image. I think it was the actual person. Well, maybe it was from a different part. I don't know. What? I don't know. But anyway, I don't that, care that about that. slightly. Caitlin McGee, by the way. Yes, Caitlin McGee, uh, thank you. Who's been very active on Twitter about uh, eSports health, Smash health, uh, Brist health, all that. Oh, is she a practicing doctor? Okay, that, that yes. explains everything. Because physical therapists don't use that. And this is according to my good friend. Irk rescinded? Irk uh, well, I mean, half there, halfway there. All right. Um, that's really cool. I am glad that you uh, 
thoroughly interrupted the show to mention that. <laughs> No, I was talking. I was talking to Steve about the EXO Academy. I, I, you know what? It was worth it. It was. Thank you for that. Okay, now we're going to talk about uh, Mortal Kombat, and let's get the taste going here with this uh, fatality montage. Oh shit! Wait, wait, wait. Let me resize it. Well, they did the reveal for this well. I think there was like I thought it was a little slow to start. There were some questionable interviews um, of people who didn't know the characters in the game. But that's fine. And the pro player <laughs> exhibition was cool. Mm -hmm. The game looks about as cool as a Mortal Kombat game will look. You know. What are you talking? This game looks amazing. Like, like even if you don't like Mortal Kombat games, the visuals here look like next gen consoles. And it's like the transition between the cinematics and the actual gameplay. This is, looks cool. The gameplay looks less. Th this cool. fatality right here. I love the play on the original uh, Sub Zero pulling mm. your head out with the spine and everything. This is probably yeah. my favorite one right here. This looks so damn cool. Oh man, that's awesome. Real cinematic. I love it. Who's next? Well, the coolest You're part next. is that you'll never see that when people are playing this game competitively because they're just gonna press start. You know, and in the exhibition, the I did appreciate <laughs> that during the exhibition they did actually do the fatalities. <laughs> and remember to pre-order so you can get Shotgun and beta access. Hey, Efren, can you do me a favor? Yeah. Can you rewind back to the one where Baraka gets chopped up by the helicopter? Yes. There was one piece of detail in there that I don't know if anyone noticed, but I noticed, and I was the very stomach happy. on the blade. Just ruin the, party. the big question <laughs> with this game is the big question with every NRS game. It's probably going to do well with casual people. The NRS scene will probably like it for a while. The question is who that's not in the already established NRS scene gets into it, and will NRS announce Injustice right 3 nine months into this game and make everyone not care about it anymore? Here's the thing. I think I have... Let me back up real quick. I played MK9. Mortal Kombat was my absolute favorite video game, not even fighting game, video game growing up. And um, I played MK9 for a while. I had fun playing it, but then I remember the exact day when I realized I do not like this game on a competitive level because it was all about random high-low mix-ups with armor moves and thoughtless mashing your face on the buttons, what it felt like. And it, it's like, it's fine. I'm not saying that it's, it's, it's just not for me. It was... It was checkers to Street Fighter IV's chess, in my opinion, and I didn't like it. And then Mortal Kombat X came out. I did not play, but it also had like that run mechanic. It felt very rushed down and 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 to the point where it was just like there wasn't much back and forth. It was it didn't seem thoughtful enough for me personally. And that's coming from someone that you know just thinks like me, and I'm sure there are a lot of people out there that said, yeah, that's cool and all. The game looks good, but it's not the competitive kind of atmosphere that I want now. Obviously, MK11 is not out yet, but what they were showing at this reveal was a very clear intention to make this game more competitive like someone like, you know, that's in my camp would appreciate. They have um, they, they got rid of the run mechanic. They said specifically this is going to be more about walking and, and like a footsies, like controlling the space with normals. It's like, have you ever heard of that in a in a Mortal Kombat game before? Um they're they're doing a like a universal like uh, what is it, like a hop jump with you that have different kinds of KOF like, type uh, yeah hops and stuff yeah the the point is there's a lot of mechanics in this game where it sounds like it's going to give players like you're going to have to think about doing it you're going to have to put it in at a specific time and have intent behind it 
We'll see when it actually comes out and we'll actually start playing it. But That's it sounds like NRS is really gunning for the competitive crowd right now. I, I swear, if you go back through like Sonic Box and other NRS players' tweets, this is like the eighth game in a row where they're like, it's neutral now. Like, it's finally neutral. They say it every single time. So I don't, I mean, I thought all the games had neutral. So I, none of them, I don't really get it, but you know, Question. I don't know. Question for you. Um, the short hops, what purpose do they, I mean, obviously, they, there's an obvious purpose, but what purpose do they serve for in, in like uh, King Fighters? Why have different jump heights? Different you... jump heights allow different ways to approach, right? And, and for, for that reason, because King of Fighters has short hops, which are one, harder to react to, and two, give you two different jump ankles they have to worry about anteering, put the onus on the defense, like, they make offense better, right? They make it so that it's really hard to stop, and so it speeds up the pace of the game. And so KOF has always been a very fast-paced game as compared to Street Fighter 2, where jumping was fairly weak, and it was usually something that you could see coming in anti-air because there weren't a lot of dive kicks and there weren't a lot of that. So that was a much slower game. So if people are complaining that there's no run in this game and that it feels slower, does the short hop kind of mitigate that? I guess we don't know yet, but we what don't, do you think? I, I really don't know. It's going to be really interesting. I've seen there's been a lot of different takes. No one really knows yet. Some, some NRS players who were there were saying it feels a lot slower, it feels different, I'm not sure yet. Some were saying it was the greatest thing they've ever seen. It is like so early that I don't feel like I can give you any idea of, sure. of what's changed yet. And I haven't touched but, it, so I mean. But, I mean, and, I hope it's great. Right, like, I'm gonna try it, for sure. It looks it looks a lot cooler than You can MKX. only do a neutral short hop. Okay, only can do a neutral short hop. So that's a lot like, different like than a, a KOF short hop. A ton of the the analysis is obviously going to come after we've got it in our hands, after we start seeing it in in major tournaments and such. But like, what what is it? The the crushing blows and the fatal blows. It's like you have to choose when you're going to do those things, and you can only do them like say your character has five crushing blows. You have to choose when you want to do that versus when you don't. What if you if you have the opportunity? Um, because you can't repeat and do the same crushing blow again until the next match. So there's like a a, a, an innate like level of strategy involved that I don't think we've seen previously. Stuff like that, and it's like th that gives me hope for this game. I have I'm a lot more to hope to play too. this game. The, the, just this, the way they did this and had the pro players come out and like apparently list like I know like for meter burning moves you had to use a different button depending on which special move. Because there's offensive meter burn and defensive meter burn. Yeah, and... Oh, yeah, that's the other thing. The meters are... pros said they should change it, and apparently Ed said they'd look into it. So, I mean, it sounds like they're putting a lot more attention into the competitive aspect There's also of it, a, uh, a perfect block, if I'm not mistaken, or something to that effect, where yes, you time it's your block. Yes, basically a just guard. I mean, it mm -hmm. sounds like they're putting every mechanic from other fighting games into it, so it's going to be interesting to see how it works so, out. The potential here, like we're talking about how Dragon Balls is is kind of boring to watch. It's well made and it, it looks good, but it's kind of boring to watch competitively. Um, Smash is <laughs> it's, its own thing. Uh, Street Fighter Five, I feel like is in something of a real lull right now, and I can't put my finger on it. But that, I mean, anyways, then you have Mortal Kombat 11 coming in to take the space. You already know that it's got its casual crowd on lock. Like MKX sold like freaking yeah. hotcakes and uh but then and then you got the single player stuff that that nrs is setting standards for and then if they can get the competitive side you're like nrs is primed to to take over where everybody else like capcom keeps dropping the ball here and there bandai namco is doing amazing but they're a little bit you know nrs is like swooping in right now and i think the potential yeah. for mk11 to become the fighting game you're totally right is is there because MKX came out when we knew Street Fighter V was coming out soon-ish. 
and it never felt like it was going to be that. And the Injustice games never had that either. I think you're totally right. This feels like it could become the prime time, at least 2D fighting game, if, if it uh, if it plays its cards right. Well, here's here's what I'm thinking about. Uh, there's, you know, we talked about all the mechanics they're adding in. They're adding in that, essentially, that just defend. They're adding in the short hops. They're adding in a whole bunch of different things seeming that seems to make it more connected to other fighting games. Are people are people still going to feel like this is a Mortal Kombat game? I mean, Mortal you know, Kombat's it's... defined by so much, by its visuals, by the fatalities, by the single player. Like, I don't think that people are going to say this doesn't play enough. Like, I mean, the whole series went under went under like a, an entire revamp when they went from, you know, all the stuff before MK9 and then MK9 comes out and then Justice. And that's like a totally different, you know, thing. And people are still playing through all those. And so I don't think that what like the changes that we're seeing here are going to be something that like oh this doesn't feel like mortal Kombat enough for me to play it like i, I doubt it it's going to be there's interesting things being brought up in the chat it's it's never been a game that was super popular in asia so that's going to be an interesting hurdle as far as becoming the fighting game in a scene that's so long been dominated by and you know has looked up to asian players at the same time being in america is well positioned for american players um, it's also has real net code, unlike all the games coming out of Japan. So that's cool. Like online for this game will work, which is a big step up. So, I mean, Fingers I don't know. Crossed. Fingers what? crossed. Fingers, Fingers crossed, crossed, but I'm pretty right. sure they're using GGPO again. It was great for Injustice 2 and it was great for MKXL. So I, it's I, can't, just that in I can't see any reason it won't be good. Yeah, when when you have all of these other games that have certain aspects covered, but then like obvious gaping holes in other parts of their game, uh, you you have Mortal Kombat looking like they're covering everything and they're catering to or or, or yeah catering to every crowd that's out there, and and they're doing it like in a professional way. It's just we'll see, we'll see. But I have high hopes. Speaking of sick to gaping me. holes, oh god. There are a whole bunch of them that you see in uh, those close-ups of those very long cinematics. Like, you've got the Fatal Blows, which are about nine, ten seconds each. Um, it, it feels like that's a cool thing to watch once. Yeah, that could but be. But I don't know how fun that's going to be watching, you know, three times every every set. Well, but, yeah, possibly. Let, let me, but it's also like a fatal blow. It also, I mean, that's part of their comeback mechanic, right? So if that's happening, that means someone that's losing is coming back. So that might, you know, you're getting ready for like what's going to happen next. That, but I, I, I hear what you're saying. It's like you see the fatalities once and then like when they started the exhibition, it's like, oh, let's see what the fatality looks like. And then by the end, it's like, please don't do the fatality. Let's just go <laughs> on to the next thing. And it was, that was thing. in the span of a few minutes, right? So you're right. They, they could go too saturated in, in animations and such. And we could have, you know, I mean, I, it's not going to be as bad as Fighters where you have Bardock doing level three super 30 times, you know, in a row. And then that animation, because you can only do a lot of these just once per match. It'd be so cool if they like rotated them like for big tournaments and like they were that in depth with it. They'd give the tournaments patches for like new fatalities. I don't know. It's a, weird, um, it's a weird futuristic idea, but I like that. Um, there was a tweet put out by, I just think it was interesting, uh, Ketchup, Ryan Neal, says, Scorpion has a stance if you select it in the custom variation menu, Misery Blade allows Scorpion to cancel into the low slice, overhead slash, and mid sword butt. And I just, I was looking at it, it just looks badass, man. First of all, I love the way these characters look. 
and the costumes, but that's the coolest looking scorpion I've ever seen. Um, but it looks like there'll be some sneaky stuff, some fun stuff. The game looks fun to me, is, is what I'm getting at here. Um, I'm excited about it. It was our question of the day today. Uh, Steve, did we get many responses on that? We did get quite a few. We asked, after seeing the reveal, uh, what do you like or dislike about MK11 so far? Uh, Ludology PhD said that they really like the idea of the de- defensive and offensive cooldowns. We'll see how it pans out, though. Mm. Uh, Turkey Phone, my favorite name, <laughs> uh, dislikes the crushing blows being so prevalent. That zoom-in skeleton effect could we could see getting old very fast and breaking the pace of matches. Uh, somebody foil likes that they split into offensive and defensive special gauges, but dislikes that there's no mortal Kombat movie, uh, soundtrack to this valid. Uh, a Blas says that they liked that. They seem to incorporate a lot of modern fighting game mechanics in a way that seems deep in it interesting uh they dislike all the blood and gore but it's mk what you gonna do and then fgc otter dislikes people suddenly acting surprised that mk is <laughs> that's true Th- there was you know mk has always been a bloody series a gory series this felt like it took it to like 13 and i i don't, I, know, I, I don't necessarily hate it you know it is what it is that, that it's sort of like you go to Hooters and you know what you're getting with Hooters, you know what you're getting with Mortal Kombat, and you're going to get plenty of that with this game. I'm, it's, I, it, it, I, go ahead. I'm surprised. Well, I guess I shouldn't say surprised because there are plenty of examples. Like there are people on the Event Hub's team. It's like, hey, get, I'd rather not do Mortal Kombat fatality stories when they come out because I just really don't like the gore and such. And And so you hear that quite a bit. Um, and again, maybe it was because my, uh, even though my mom would let me, I asked my dad and he let me play Mortal Kombat at too young an age and maybe I've just been desensitized. But I feel like, I don't know, to me, it's really easy to separate that this is a game and it's like, oh, that's like, I can imagine what that would be like, but I've never been moved by anything I've ever seen in a Mortal Kombat game where it made me feel like uncomfortable or gross. And then obviously I'm, I'm uh, perhaps even a minority in that, but um, I, I think in the big scope of things, people have said with their with their money, with the fact that they're just continuing to buy these games, that it's not an issue. And it's part of the game's identity. You know, like it's an expectation at this point. So um, I, I really like the whoever it was in the question of the day that said there people need to stop acting surprised. And, and like this is going to be a problem. It's yes, like, no, Steve. people are people are <laughs> expecting it and, and a lot are wanting it. Um, so. So, yeah. Steve, it almost sounds like you wish you could go back to the yesteryear of Mortal <laughs> Kombat games. And that's what we're about to do in our block grab. I don't have the graphic. God damn, you don't have the block grab <laughs> graphic one? Jesus. All right. <laughs> block grab. All right. For the block grab tonight, it's been a while since we've done one of these. We are going to talk about what characters we want to see return. Block means I don't want to see that character return. Fuck that character. Grab oh, wait, means... should we see Alon return next week? Let me do that one first. Block, <laughs> grab Alon coming back. Grab. We're Block. grabbing Alon. Block. And grab, you guessed it, means I would like to see that character return from Mortal Kombat 11. All right, so the only characters that have been revealed so far as returning are Street Fighter, um, Street Fighter. Sub-Zero, Scorpion, <laughs> Sonya, uh, Scarlet, and then Geras, Raiden. Geras. Geras. Not, so- not Sonya. But uh, Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey, which, by the way, we didn't even talk about. It's I think that Ronda was a brilliant Blade. move. 
it's gonna get a lot of people looking at it. All right, let's block and or grab our first character that's shirtless, sexy AF, Aaron Black. Ooh, I like he's to picture so that it's lame because the cowboy hat, so I'm gonna grab. Aaron Black is an Earthrealm mercenary gunslinger in the Love service the of Kotal Kahn, who has, who was respondent with the Black Dragon until Kano's betrayal. Uh, so you're grabbing it because he's, he's sexy. He's a cowboy, yeah. He's a Dallas fan over here. Um, no, not, but. <laughs> John, Aaron Black, blocker grab. Uh, Cowboy's butts drive me nuts, so I'm going to have to grab that one. <laughs> what the hell? That's how I felt, too. <laughs> uh, Steve, blocker grab on Aaron Black, would you? I have to I have to grab. You know, yeah, you we, j- we need the run back in uh, Mortal Kombat 11. The, we we need to make it thirteen thirteen, okay. Uh, okay. Or twenty six zero. I don't think well, you need Aaron Black way. for that, but uh, I'm down. Uh, Elon, do you care to participate in tonight's blocker grab? Yeah, sure, block. All right, moving on. Our next one is one of my favorite characters, Frost. She, Wait, why? Because uh, I think she's cool, and she used to have like little uh, ice daggers, and it was neat in Mortal Kombat Deadly Alliance, I think, or one of those types of games. Frost was discovered by Sub-Zero, who, impressed by her skills, takes her in as a protege. That's her lore. Frost, block or grab. What the fuck? No. I, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> Dude! I just told you who she was, man! She She's was in Sub-Zero. Deadly Alliance. She was shitty. Armageddon. Uh, it was a was... Mortal Kombat Armageddon. My bad. No, she was in Deadly Alliance. Can't she just be like a skin for Sub-Zero? Like, no. Make, her, make Sub-Zero a girl, and then I'm back on board. That's is fine. that what you're saying? Sure. Disappointed. John, block or grab on Frost. Uh, again, cowboys' butts drive me nuts, so block. Steve, block or grab on Frost, would you? You don't need to bring Frost back to see Frost. Just look up Sub-Zero Rule 63. Block. But, but, if they had special guest character Frost from Blade 1... Yep, I would take Frost from Blade 1. Great idea. Yeah. I would also take Blade from Blade 1. <laughs> Disappointed in the both of you. Alon... Uh, she was terrible in Deadly Alliance. I hated her block. She was in Armageddon, yeah. so... Well, she was also... She was, was in Armageddon. Every single MK character to that point was in Armageddon. And she still sucked. I'm, so disa- I'm disappointed in all you guys. Moving on. Lame. Next one. This is one you guys have really been thinking about. It's oh Havoc. I really don't know who that is. <laughs> Why'd um, you put this in there? <laughs> for the lulls, man. Let he me looks t- like Hayabusa from DOA, but like uh, Ogre? I don't know. He looks lame. Block. Oops. Sorry. I'm trying to find uh, the lore on Havoc. This cool. was from guys. Deception. Yeah, he's from the Chaos Wow, you really Realm. do love MK. Havoc is a cleric from Chaos yeah. Realm and oh, its right. lone representative in the game. Neither good nor evil, his ambitions are to spread discord, and he allies himself with those who can further his ends. He says he's not either good or bad, but his ambition is to spread discord. Yeah, that's good. And he's got fucking bullshit. skull face. Let me see his face again. Can we, can we enhance on that grill? <laughs> He's not hey a bad guy. He just loves more. fucking killing everyone. <laughs> Look at him, dude. Join That's a good my guy. Discord, what kind guys. Of nice to <laughs> so uh, now that we know, block or grab, Mike. Block. John. Havoc. If you were to uh, say that I could buy Mortal Kombat 11 for ten dollars off if Havoc were in it, I would. I wouldn't buy it. <laughs> okay, it's a pretty strong. Uh, no. Steve. I ain't really feeling his quest to spread discord. I've always been more of a slack guy anyway. So oh. block. <laughs> Elon? Dude, 
I thought Havoc was pretty dope. He had this Harakiri where he just like, bent backwards and killed himself by cracking his own bones. And I think he also did that like in some of his special moves. Like he would hurt himself. <laughs> hurt others. Sounds I'm like down. a grab. Sounds, down, sounds like a fucking grab right there. Lame-o. <laughs> All right. Moving on to. Wait, wait, wait. Is. Okay, yeah, go ahead. Next character, the blind swordsman. He's Kenshi. been like the last two uh, games. Do you want him back? Um, Takahashi like... Kenshi is a fictional character from Mortal Kombat fighting game franchise. He's a rogue swordsman of Eurasian heritage. Here's the thing: is like I remember just like Kenshi and Noob Saibot. They just like send out a weird thing, and they zone by sending out a weird thing, and it's just like they all kind of bored me. Um, I'm gonna wait. We're not talking about gameplay. Kenshi's had some pretty whack and boring gameplay. He's yeah, he's kind of whack gameplay wise. That's what I'm saying. I disagree with you yeah, guys. Yeah, but he's a blind swordsman with telekinesis. Dude. Kyle. He does sound cool. <laughs> exactly. So? I, if, I, if I had to pick him over someone else, I would block. But, I mean, I'll grab for the sake of, like, he's okay. Kenshi and Blade, dude. Yeah, okay. What you got, Steve? Block <laughs> <laughs> and grab. I was just waiting for the follow-up to that. Yeah, me too. Ah. I gotta grab, you know, blind swordsman. What else do you need to know? That's you need to put some like horror movie characters in this. Not uh, just uh, there's MK. no Jason Voorhees. There's no uh, Freddy uh, Krueger. There's no Leatherface. There's none of those guys made it in. Or just right. like, what do we had Chucky? You know, like the little one. Like, you, you, cool. They put Chucky with, in there Jesus. with shit hurt boxes. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be, be tight. He's like the Yoda. Odd job of block MK. Block or grab on Kenshi, the blind swordsman of Eurasian descent. Kenshi was my main in MKX, so yes. This guy gets it. Hell yeah. All right. Moving on to our next character. Everybody's favorite. Cobra. What? Yes. Stop. Just go to the yes. next one. No <laughs> one knows yeah. who Cobra is. Forget Cobra, it. Cobra. Is, some, is not Ken. He was also <laughs> in Deception. No one remembers anything except for he did these weird. He looks better than moves. Ken in 5. <laughs> Yeah, right. Let me tell right. you, Cobra is a young martial artist from New York City who wants to use his martial arts in a real fight in order to experience the legitimate violence of the sport. I mean, yeah, Cobra is so bad and so <laughs> just obviously Ken. They should do Cobra and they should purposely fuck up his face. And it's like the 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 potential here is infinite. <laughs> the potential here is Marvel versus Capcom infinite. A hundred percent grab, not because he'd be a good character That's in the game, but because he'd be a terrible That's character. That's a motherfucking in the game. grab, boys. Steve, block or grab Nobody on Cobra. Else gets to block. It's all grabs. hundred <laughs> percent. Ponder Sleuth wants Cobra and Street Fighter Five. All right, <laughs> <Violent> Steve. <American. laughs> if if by next week we don't have a viewer name put Cobra in Street Fighter Five, I will be slightly surprised. Uh, I was gonna block, but you just convinced me, John. I'll grab. I'm I'll waiting for a subscribe. Die by Sword to subscribe Cobra to our channel. Put some cool <laughs> fucking characters for in this. Wait Put for it. Cool you wait this. for it. I told you what this was going to be. Elon, block or grab on Cobra? Uh, he sucks. Block. All right, cool. Elon's replaced next week. Make that happen, Steve. No. No, I like Elon. He can stay. Elon can stay. All right, next one up is Shujinko. Now, if you played the game, you know that that, that particular Mortal Kombat, I forget which one it was. Deception. Deception, yeah. which was fucking badass extra game mode where you just... A free world, open world. Boring as fuck. Wait, 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 wait. You start off as young Shujinko, and you literally arrive at this old man, and then you can play him in the game, and it was one of the coolest fucking things ever, and he was a badass character, and you made an emotional connection to him. There's so many, like, cool movie horror characters that could be in instead of this dude. Like, 
They put like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in Justice, and they put Jason Voorhees in MKX, and you want this fucking dude. <laughs> Shujinko. Shujinki did. They just no, literally no. put Mr. Miyagi in instead <laughs> from the Karate Kid, and that would be a no, lot wait, cooler. Who's the dude from Kill Bill, the Grandmaster from Kill Bill, instead of this guy? That would also from be cooler. Players. Yeah. All right, so that's a block, I think. That's a block. John? Block all day. All right, Steve? Pie mate. I, I would grab pie mate easily. I would um, grab pie mate too. Pie mate's not on the list, I'm motherfuckers. Grab, I made it. I'm going to grab because I'm assuming that they're going to add a pie mate costume to his uh, repertoire. So grab. Hold on, block or grab on Shijinko. So I played the shit out of that extra game mode, and I remember specifically like sitting there meditating for a specific mm -hmm. time of day to get like a chest to unlock some shit. Those games sucked so bad. Yeah, no. it, was wild. it was pretty bad. But I did enjoy the fact that he like turned into every other character, and then when I unlocked him as an actual character, he was ass, so block. Everyone wants Paime on the list. Paime's not on the list, but we got <laughs> <laughs> We got Taven though. This isn't even a character. I don't even remember this character. He's from Armageddon, I think. Who's the uh, one who's, uh... It's the only one. Is Jarek a playable character? Yes, but I didn't put him on here. Why isn't Jarek on the list? Don't worry about that, man. That I'm would be much cooler Jarek. than Taven. <laughs> Dude, you don't remember Taven? I'm trying to find him on the fucking wiki here. You don't remember Taven. <laughs> no, I don't. But he was on the list, and he looked funny to me. Hey. All right, Taven, here we go. He's the protagonist! Of Mortal Kombat Armageddon. Taven is an Adenian half-god and the other son, you remember this, of Argus and Delia, and the half-brother of Adenian traitor Rain. You know how you know that you fucked up and you didn't make your main character memorable? When no one remembers the main character who that is. <laughs> I didn't even know if this was a character or if it was just like someone made a thing to look like a Mortal Kombat character. This is You gotta play your character next. All right. We all block. All right. Here wow. we got a real good one. This character's badass, I dare you to tell me otherwise. He's Tremor, he's one of the uh, ninjas, and uh, he looked and sounded cool. The sound design was really neat. Block or grab on Tremor for Mortal Kombat we'll X. grab on Tremor, he was cool in X. John, block or grab on Tremor? Yeah, that's fine. Steve, block or grab on Tremor? I'd rather him than Taven. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so that sounds like a grab. Soft grab. Uh, Ilan, what you got, buddy? I'm gonna go back to Taven real quick. Uh, his brother, I forget his brother's name, but he was also an asshole and terrible. I just wanted to mention that. But uh, I like the way Tremor sounded when he hit people when he had like the rock fist or whatever. Yeah, it was awesome. I'm down with that, yeah. Okay, so that sounds like a resounding grab on Tremor. We are now moving on to the next character, and that is Striker. This character <laughs> oh, This is by far the easiest grab. Let me beat up some cops. <laughs> Wait, you want him in the game so you can beat him up? Let me, let me, let me, just everything about this character. I love everything about him. He looks like a 90s action villain. I want mm -hmm. this version, though. I don't want the MK9 version that's like super fucking lame SWAT team tremor. I want this tremor. Uh, Striker. Striker. Whatever. Same shit. Curtis Striker uh, is a, the leader of a special right control division in the NYPD and a somewhat stout looking man sporting an often criticized urban design. I'm not sure what that means, Wikipedia page. The character received a lot of mostly negative attention regarding his attire and original special moves and fatalities. Dude, he's one of the best characters. He could throw bombs at you. He had a baton. Can you imagine the custom variation names that would be popping up for Striker? <laughs> no, we I can't. can't. Why don't you throw some at me? Uh, can you bring up that picture of Striker again? Not that one, the other one. 
He just looks like a guy. I love that. Like, he it's just literally dude. It's like just, your dad. They found a guy on Chicago Avenue, and like, he wasn't he even just minded his business. Like, hey, dude, can we digitize you for this game? He was like, hell yeah, you can. Came out right, in, he right, debuted right, in 1995. It makes no, me feel like I could be a fighting game character, and I love that. Kind of look like Striker. Put him back up, would you? Look at him. So you're grabbing on Striker oh, yeah. because you want to beat up a cop in a video game. John, do you as well uh, feel hatred in your heart for law enforcement? No, uh, but I, I'll grab Striker. Striker's been around long enough. He was he was different in Mortal Kombat Three. He had a gun. People, everyone was like, "What if a guy with a gun was in Mortal Kombat?" And they're like, uh, you know, they gave him a machine gun and grenades and stuff. It was really cool. And it was, uh, I think he was a, a cool and refreshing character. I'd be happy to have him back. He's part of the, he's part of the Mortal Kombat party. Steve? I will never put Stryker in the, in the same sentence as either cool or refreshing. Block. <laughs> Elon, Stryker. I remember when I played Mortal Kombat 3 and I thought Stryker was just some crazy guy with bombs. Like, well, I didn't even know he was a cop. And then they made him a cop and I kind of wish he was... You know, crazy guy with bombs, so a block. So you want the Unabomber, not police officer. Well, I mean, look at the look in his eye, first of all. He's angry, dude. He's mad at crime. He's going <laughs> to... Yeah. He's mad at crime. Now, in my, in my brain, I thought... He looks he like he's just... mad little Caesars closed early. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm mad that he wants little Caesars. An extra block. <laughs> he's got cool gloves, though. What about those? Okay, um, you guys... Yeah, there's one more. <laughs> I didn't put Nightwolf in there, who totally deserved to be in there. He deserves to be back in this game. The best we character yes, the Nightwolf. in Mortal Kombat. Everybody wants Nightwolf in there, so I didn't even bother putting him in. Yeah, we have one does more. Want Nightwolf, I agree. <laughs> we have one more character. Steve, are you still with what us? There's another character that I feel like you didn't have on here that everyone wanted. Meat. Cabal so has already him. been teased. No, not Cabal. Mocap. Noob Cyber. Well, who's the last character? Okay, we got one more, and then we're closing out the show. Y'all ready? That's everybody's favorite. God fucking damn it, <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, fuck you, dude. Punch in on him. Punch in on Suhao. <laughs> Suhao is a cybernetically enhanced Mongolian member of the Red Dragon clan, whom Mavado orders to both infiltrate the special forces and aid the Red Dragons to completely destroying the rival Black Dragon clan. He carries out his instructions without question and helps special forces four years until the Black Dragons are seemingly eliminated following Jarek's death. Suhao then no, detonates a nuclear incorrect. device in the Outer World Investigation Agency's underground headquarters before escaping, taking out all of them. I feel bigoted for even looking at that photo. Like, something's <laughs> wrong with that. And I, I don't know what it is yet, but it's something. <laughs> Let's see him again, dude. Come on, this is the coolest looking character. He's, he's shitty Nazi Kano. He looks kind of cool. Laser though. out of his chest instead of his dude. eye because they ran out of ideas. I I play him. I'm gonna <laughs> grab shitty Nazi Kano. Grab from Mike. Dibasaur has gifted a true one. Cobra of Mortal Kombat. <laughs> <laughs> Sub to the channel. Um, thank you, Dibasaur, for gifting that. Mm. John, are you gonna grab on Suhal, the real people's champ that everybody wants to see in this game, or not? No. Block shitty Nazi Kano. Disappointed. Steve? Suha. Why is he green? He's not green. It's just an odd picture. He's, 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 he's skin tone. He's olive. He, he, he's green skin tone. He's olive green. He's definitely not. That's not a normal skin tone. <laughs> he looks okay, you like want to know what his green? fatality was? He shot you with his. Ch they only had one fatality in that game, which sucked. It <laughs> was in a, a Deadly Alliance. He shoots you with his chest beam, and then you fall in a half. 
If anything, it would shoot like a hole in you, but he just shoots you in half with his chest beam. It made no sense. He was the <laughs> most, like, obviously, oh, we need a character that resembles Kano. Let's do this shit. Bruh, there you go. And it was it was terrible. I'd rather have Frost. <laughs> wait for it, wait for yeah. it. Uh, what, <laughs> this, you guys looks can, sick. <laughs> this looks really good. Yeah, we're about to see it here. Okay, would you would you rather have one shitty fatality or the shitty fatalities that they had in uh, Armageddon where it was like the make your own? I didn't play Armageddon. It was terrible. It was basically like you had to input a command for each p piece of the fatality and he would either like rip an arm off or you would punch him in the gut or something. And you had to just do that over and over again to get something that was at least sem a semblance of something nice. Steve, before you block or grab on Suhai, you need all the facts. Let's look at this fatality. All right. Punch, kick, kick. And... Oh, you're going to burn a hole in him? Nope. He's just going to fall in half. <laughs> and he just That's a really weird look. Look at him. Look at him. Look, look, look. What? That's awesome. That's probably, I'm surprised that fatality isn't in the new game. They should give it to somebody That's else. It's that good. Worry. I feel sick to my stomach. I can't. I, I, I got to go, guys. Okay, guys. So, oh Steve, buck, grab on. Sue how? That makes how, me how do you block on him? That, that fatality makes me angry at more things than just crime. Um, <laughs> block. Come on. I grabbed. How are they going to give him a metal tricep but not a metal bicep? Block. <laughs> Good point. I hadn't thought about that. Shouts to High Tier Scrub. Actually, shouts to Die by Sword. <laughs> and uh, shouts to Nazokino X. We have 99 gift subs. Will he do the 100th today? Die by Sword, I think, meant or to write Nazi Kano X, but maybe it didn't allow him, so it's not so Kano X. <laughs> <laughs> and um, you're welcome for everybody, to everybody for compiling that list of characters that everybody wants back. It's very uh, fun, yes. I'm pretty sure that Ed Boon is watching this. He's probably still miffed that we uh, revealed the trailer early that one time. But uh, there you have it, guys. That was the block. Can you grab. imagine if they announced Jarek with a remastered version of, of oh, Jarek and Jax's ending? It's, it's post-fall Jarek. <laughs> that'd be the sickest reveal ever. This is brutality. Let's get Jarek. If they made Jarek and just made him a parody of himself, which is the only way that he would work, that could be really cool. But that's it. All right, guys. Well, <laughs> the 100th Tie by Sword tier sub oh. has been gifted now officially to none other than Das Danka. Congratulations, oh, dude. You're the lucky number 100. Shout out to Die by Sword and shout out to everybody by sword. who watched the show tonight. Uh, Elon, Love thank you, you for switching. Steve, thank you for uh, laughing at all of our jokes. John, thank you for joining and taking time away from the Event Hub's desk to uh, join us on the show as you always do. Mike, thank you for your breakdown. Dragon Ball Fighters event that are coming up this weekend. It's the finals. And thanks to everybody who watched it at home. That's been Best of Five. We'll see you next week.